What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news notes and happenings from around the world of sports. Once again, as has been the case for the last couple of months, pretty much just football today. Uh, baseball, as Ben informed me before we started recording, had a good meeting today, which means they didn't accomplish anything, and if they're not going to try to get on the field for us, we're not wasting their time talking about them. Uh, NBA, still there, but nothing really earth-shattering. And the NHL, is NHL still there? Yeah, they're still there. Okay, they're wasn't sure. There. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, for the seven people that watch, yeah, you know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Some hockey fans out there that are going to curse my name when they hear that, but it's just, just a joke, sort of. Episode 162, and man, what a weekend of football. Holy cow. Four of the best games all year. Divisional round uh, culminated with last night's insane game. I, if we're recording on Monday. Just keep referencing yesterday. It's because we're recording on Monday, not Tuesday. It was either Monday or who knows when. So we made it happen Monday. Uh, but my God, what we're going to break them down individually. But can you remember? I don't know how much you got a chance to actually watch, but can you remember four all-around better football games than we saw this weekend? Uh, no, I, I'm actually no to both. I didn't get to see much, uh, but between social media, video clips, the little bit I got to see, there's just there was just a lot going on, a lot of drama. Not drama like last week with the referees, just a lot of drama that's exciting for the game. Um, and obviously, an, an old debate came came cropping cropping back up. Uh, for the at the end of the uh, Chiefs uh, Bills game, and we'll probably get into that a little bit. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we both have relatively strong feelings on that. Uh, let's get right into it though. Here in episode one sixty two, game one, the Saturday afternoon game. Uh, yeah, this is the four thirty on Saturday, I believe. Either way, the first game on Saturday, Bengals at the number one seed Titans. Bengals. This is going to be a theme here, folks. <laughs> Win with a field goal. <laughs> in the last couple of seconds, uh, knock off the number one seed. Uh, you know, you had two teams that were really – the Bengals' offense can be explosive, but the, the the Titans have the kind of defense that can slow them down. Not every team does, um, such as the team they'll be facing next Sunday. I don't know. It's going to be a shootout, I think. But 19-16 – to 16, um, the rookie McPherson kicks a game-winning field goal with, with I believe it was as time expired. Uh, Derrick Henry played, but much like Ben and I discussed last week, how how much how far away from was he from being King Henry, the dominant Derrick Henry? This is mid-season form Derrick Henry. This is a guy who'd missed a lot of time, a lot of time. I think he what what week what nine, ten, or eleven he ended up, he got hurt. Uh, he got his surgery recovered, was able to play in this game, but you could just tell by watching him he was not himself. Just the stiff arms he tried giving were not the normal Derrick Henry, I'm going to remove your face from your neck, <laughs> stiff arms. Um, He tried. Hats off to him. It just, you know, you can, if you're not in game shape, as in being used to playing, it's just a whole different animal. Um, it would have been fun to see Derrick Henry at full speed. But it didn't happen. But the Bengals. The Bengals go from not winning a playoff game for, what was it, 31 years? 
something like that to all of a sudden they're in the AFC championship game. And, and Chris, it's interesting because Joe Burrow, uh, you know, his stats, 28 completions, 348 yards, some nice gaudy numbers, no touchdowns, but he got sacked nine times. And there was a concern <laughs> yeah. that he was not going to make it through that game. And I think we can just point to one, one situation when this, in this game is if Derrick Henry runs 20 carries for 62 yards, albeit he got a touchdown, you're not putting yourself in a best position to succeed uh, because that means Ryan Tannehill has to pass a little bit more than you want to. And even though you went and got Julio Jones and you have A.J. Brown, I just don't think this this, this team setup structure um, is not conducive for Ryan Tannehill to be successful if Ryan Tannehill is has to win you the game. He's just not that guy. You yeah. need Derrick Henry 85, 90% rust knocked off, ready to go. They could have honestly, they could have used that game last week against um, uh, against Pittsburgh, right? They played Pittsburgh. Bengals played Pittsburgh last week, or no, no. Uh, Bengals played. I don't know why. I'm... Hold on a minute. I'm drawing a blank here too. Bengals played da, 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 da. Raiders. Raiders. So, so they could have used that kind of game if they weren't gonna. If they weren't. Um, if he was going to be eligible, ready to go, that's the kind of game. Or the Steelers, uh, Steelers, they could have used one of them to be like their little beat up toy to get him going. Like I said last week, they they needed Derrick Henry to have a warm up game. Yeah, and then I think we would have had a different Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, a little more confidence because got to remember he's 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 playing with a. I think you said it was a steel a steel plate in his foot. I think you texted me or, or I saw somewhere. Yeah, I, I didn't say that, but I, yeah, I mean. He, he's got something <laughs> in his foot. Yeah. That, that's, it's not ideal for them. And I understand he wants to be there for the playoff run. Sure. He was somewhat effective, but I mean, Derrick Henry 20 for 62 is, that's not Derrick Henry. That's. No, no. That's but, just not it. And you, and you held Joe Burrow to no touchdowns. I mean, this is a situation. This is the situation you wanted to be in. The problem is, is you didn't have the ball at the end of the game to to kind of wrap it up. And, and unfortunately, the Bengals did. And uh, kudos to them. Yeah, and this is this is unfortunately this is who the Titans are. And this isn't a knock. People are going to take this as I'm not going to Titans. I'm not. They're a team that is ball control with the run. And then when you lull people into run, 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 then Tannehill can pass. Tannehill's not an elite quarterback who's going to go out there and do what Mahomes or Josh Allen did or even what Joe Burrow did. Look, he's going to have his big games. We had, People had this argument all the time when, especially guys like Joe Flacco were playing, and it was, Joe Flacco's an elite quarterback. He led his team to the Super Bowl. No, he didn't. Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, and Ed Reed led that team to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow just didn't turn the ball over. Oh, Joe Burrow. I am so sorry, Joe Burrow. You would never hear this, but I apologize. Regard, I called you Joe. Referenced you as Joe Flacco. I, sir, excuse. Oh my God, I'm disgusted with myself. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, in all seriousness, like Joe Flacco's job was to not turn the ball over and not make stupid decisions, which yep. he, you know he did fine. For all I, 
you know, say and joke about him. I don't have anything personal against the man. I just don't think he was ever an elite quarterback, no matter what anybody said. And Tannehill is kind of the same way. The first year when he took over from Mariota in Tennessee, he had some big games because people were not expecting Tannehill to come out. Once you have a chance to game plan for him, Ryan Tannehill does not surprise you. And if you have a guy who has elite receivers, albeit they were injured a lot this year, who can't put up big numbers, he's a really high-caliber game manager. Derrick Henry is what makes that offense run. Or the running game, even, because they had some good running games against pretty decent defenses when Henry was out, too. So, I mean, they just weren't able to get that ball rolling the way they normally do. Uh, I don't fault him for starting Henry. I don't fault Henry for wanting to play. He was healthy. He was cleared. He's their horse. You strap your card to your horse and see where it takes you. It just wasn't meant to be for him this year. And um, Titans are going to be okay. A.J. Brown's not going anywhere. Tannehill's not going anywhere. Derrick Henry should be back next year fine. He's still got at least another year or two on of his prime before his dip should start. Um, but it's it's got to be disappointing if you're a Titans fan because – you know, like I said, this is this is who your team is, and this is how they're structured, and there's nothing wrong with that. The only problem is when you have a piece that is the main cog that makes that offense spin, and he's not there, or he's not 100% first game back, you're not going to get the desired result, and that's what happened. But Bengals, man. Bengals are feeling more and more like a team of destiny, I'm telling you. I'm, I, I got a good feeling about them. Um... Even this coming Sunday, we'll we'll get to their opponent in a second. But game two, this was <laughs> this was my favorite game of the weekend. I got to be honest with you, because I it's no secret my feelings on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I obviously don't know the man, um, but the way he presents himself, uh, everything's everybody else's problem. It's never his fault. Got Mike McCarthy fired, and then Matt LaFleur came in, and it's the same result. So what's the common denominator? Aaron Rodgers. But it's not Aaron's fault. It's always somebody else. Uh, and then he's got Devontae Adams drinking the Kool-Aid, too, which is just super healthy for that Green Bay locker room. So what do they do? MVP candidate. One, one, of the, one of the great regular season quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers, goes out and has another playoff flop. We're not talking about... We're not talking about went out there like Josh Allen and put up monster numbers and played his ass off and played his heart out and left it all on the field and just didn't come out on top. We're talking about just another Rodgers ho-hum mediocre playoff game at best. And 49ers went into Lambeau where people said, you and I included, said they didn't think a lot, they didn't think a lot of teams had a chance. Uh, and <laughs> they beat the Packers, the number one seed Packers, in convincing fashion. Uh, it wasn't a blowout by any means, but that final score was not indicative of how much that San Fran defense really just shut down the Packers after that first drive. It was crazy. Yeah, and, and, and I, 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 I just want this to end. I want after this performance. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going yeah. to a point. I just want this damn Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers conversation to stop. It's not close. It's not close. It's not. Um, you're set, you're set for now. Oh, okay, I, I I didn't want to step over any of your Aaron Rodgers uh, uh, diatribes. Um, 
I will say uh, Aaron Jones came in, came to play. Uh, and if it wasn't for him, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers would not have the numbers that he has because Aaron Jones had a few catches that he just took. The, not the distance, but he took for decent chunks yards. And um, I think, I think if you look at the stat line uh, for the receivers, it's everything you need to know about what the problem is. Because you can say, because Aaron Rodgers will say he doesn't have weapons. I don't have weapons. I don't have weapons. I, <laughs> Absurd. All season, all season, we see you know, you know, Alan Lazar will get you know get get some get some catches. Uh, MVS will get some. <clears throat> uh, Randall Cobb, I know he's back from his injury, but he he was getting some play each and every year. There's different guys that'll be a, a part of it. But you look at the stat line, it, it was basically Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, and that's it. That's it. If you're the defense, it's not that hard to figure out where he's going to go. And, and if you play bracket coverage, double team, uh, one man under, one man over, whatever you got to do to, to kind of keep Devontae Adams in containment. I mean, Aaron Jones, that's great. He went nine for 129, plus he had 41 yards rushing. But it didn't really – it didn't really make too much of a difference. What made the difference was the defense held strong. That's one. And two, the special teams, boy, did they come to play today. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Saturday for uh, the Niners. Block field goal, oh, yeah. three points. Block punt. Not only is that uh, was a block punt, they returned it for a touchdown. So that's a 10-point that's a swing. The ten point swing. You take away even that seven points. If you take away that seven points and they punt that ball, you're probably talking about a different game. And we're probably talking about wow, the the Packers edged out the Niners. But instead, because we're so hyper focused, and when I mean we, I mean I'm I'm referring to the front office of the Packers, the brain trust. And more, more specifically, Aaron Rodgers. We're so worried about what weapons I have around me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cause the team to ignore the bottom end of the roster. And now we have, you know, these two instances happen in one game. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's been other instances this year that have uh, lended uh, a concern to the special teams for the Packers. And that should be a concern for Matt LaFleur going into the future. Obviously, he has other concerns. He has free agent in Devontae Adams and his star quarterback probably isn't going to be there. But if I'm him, I'm building that team. I'm going to say, okay, well, we're going to either go get ourselves a, a veteran quarterback that can, you know, kind of transition us to, to um, Jordan Love or go with Jordan Love. But I'm going to bulk out the rest of that roster around him and not just on offense. I mean everywhere. Just bulk that de- bulk that defense out. Get some, you know, I'm not saying go all go all New England Patriots and, you know, spend god awful money on special team players, but that's something you might want to think about because even though it would have been ugly, they could have won a 10 to 3 game, a 10 to 6 game. I mean, a win's a win, right, Chris? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you're looking at, looking at these numbers here. I mean, 225 passing yards, no touchdowns, didn't throw any interceptions, 20 for 29 for Rodgers. Like you said, 
Uh, Aaron Jones and, and Devontae Adams are the, the only two that showed up. And I mean, almost literally. Uh, Aaron Jones had 41 rushing yards uh, and 129 re- uh, receiving yards on nine receptions. And Adams had nine for 90. Uh, and nobody had a touchdown reception because Rodgers didn't throw a touchdown. And Travis Kelsey now has more 2022 postseason touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers does. Um, just that was a fun little fact. Um, th- yeah, I mean, end this debate. Brady's better than Rodgers. I mean, stop. Just stop. Um, Rodgers is a great regular season quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, there's no doubt. But all this talk about how he's really the GOAT, it's just absurd. Uh, he, you know, it, it, I just want this guy to retire, honestly, so we can stop talking about him and stop acting like he's not this, the jackass that he is. I think there's a difference because um, you can have a chip on your shoulder. You know, Todd Brady has a chip on his shoulder from being sixth round, 199th overall pick. We can understand that. This guy, I think part of his problem is he, he, saw, he thought so highly of himself coming out of college that dropping all the way down in the first round and understanding he still got drafted in the first round, but all these teams and he's just had this behavior or attitude about him that just screams a couple words that I probably shouldn't use that I don't really want to use, but you know, and I understand the situation he rolled into with Brett Favre and that wasn't great situation. And now he's in the same situation because you got, you got Jordan love sitting right behind him. First round pick. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, he needs to move on. The Packers need to move on. This is a, a marriage that just needs to end. But they, I, I still think they should have pulled the trigger last year when uh, when rumors were coming out he wanted to move on. You should have just went with it. You know, suck it up for a year. Yeah, yeah. Find out what you have on defense. Find out what you have on – and if Devontae Adams wants to really go because he wants his star quarterback – Go ahead. Let him go. Because honestly, at some point, you, you got to think the betterment of the, of the team over a few star players that you know, may impact the game. You just had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And what did that do for you? Yeah. You were at home in Green Bay, and the 49ers came in and basically tagged you the entire game. A a team that is fair weather came into your house snowing cold and just beat you up. Yep. This is reminiscent of Michael Vick and the Falcons going up to Grant Lambeau yeah. field yeah. and beating them. Remember that it's, game. Yep. Th- this shouldn't happen, but it did. And Jimmy G didn't even have a good game, but you know, kudos to again, kudos to another team that came in and, and up, up, uprooted the, uh, the home team advantage, uh, both number one seeds gone out of the playoffs. Here's the difference with Jimmy G, though. I, I, nobody's sitting there saying he's an MVP candidate. Nobody's sitting there. I don't know. It's not what you're saying either. But, like, nobody expects from Jimmy G what they expect from Aaron Rodgers. You know what you're getting in Jimmy G. You're going to get 8 to 10 
quality passes a game, and anything past that is, is you're taking your you know the, the possession of the ball in your, in, into his hands, and that's a little dangerous sometimes. He makes some bad decisions, but um, you're gonna run it with Debo, who is that guy's an absolute monster. What a stud that kid is! Holy crap, that Clutch. Debo is is so good. Uh, that Kittle. run at the end of the game, Chris, oh. that was that was clutch. Kittle, when Kittle's healthy, you know, uh, which you know, I never make fun of anybody for not being healthy because nobody wants to be injured. When he's healthy, he's a game changer. I mean, it, it's it's and you saw it in the first half too. Uh, Kittle dropped some passes, uncharacteristically. A lot of guys in San Fran, uh, minus Debo, dropped some uncharacteristic passes, and they. Got their act together, realized they were only down by seven at the half, came back out, and, and did what they had to do. Wasn't a star-studded offensive performance. You knew it probably wouldn't be, like you said, fair-weather team in Green Bay in January. But they did what they had to do, and they won. And, um, yeah, the Packers had to do a lot of soul-searching right now because you're not winning with these guys who you claim are the best ever. Uh, maybe it's time you save the money and rebuild around some other people that can get it done when it went in the clutch when they need to. So... I don't know. Don't know if Jordan loves that guy, but that's for them to worry about. On to game three. And this one, man, I had a whole bunch of 27-3 jokes lined up. Um, at least it wasn't as bad as the Falcons, but then the Rams came back and won. The Rams beat the defending Super Bowl champion Bucks 30-27 to and had a 27-3 lead and were trouncing them. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, and then... The Bucks, you know, did exactly what we've seen Brady teams do time and time again. Uh, they came back and they tied it at 27 with, how was it, like 35 seconds left, 40 seconds left? Yeah. And then the, the, the Bucks defense, which had been playing well, apparently forgot Cooper Cup existed for some reason. And Stafford hit two very nice, very long passes to him. And they came and kicked a field goal as time expired. And they will be playing. San Francisco 49ers in LA in the AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, excuse me. Um, that's you know, division rivals who know each other very well and played two highly entertaining games already this year. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good NFC title game. I, I got a bone to pick with the Bucks a little bit. Um, obviously, great job by the Rams uh, putting it together. Yep. Sean McVay, he's he's already been to Super Bowl once. He's taken another quarterback to possibly another quarterback to the Super Bowl. Um, here's my issue with the Bucks, and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. I feel like they saddled themselves to to too many players that weren't going to contribute. Uh, and I'm actually uh, pinpointing one specifically, as as you could probably predict which player I'm pinpointing. <laughs> um, because I looked at some of the plays Tyler Johnson was making, Scotty Miller was in there, and, and even de- going down to, you know, in, in weeks past, Cameron Brayton, O.J. Howard, how um, ineffective they've been. Yet, uh, you look at Tyler Johnson's college career, he, he was productive. Uh, he has a skill set. Scotty Miller um, was producing with Tom Brady early on last season. Uh, I just think this is my opinion. I think Tom went too all in with bringing some of his guys in and having the talented players that he has. So he's got Mike Evans and um, Chris Godwin. I know Chris Godwin's not playing, but 
has him in there. And I think it just, it, but bringing in uh, Gronk and bringing in uh, Antonio Brown, I just think it, 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 it affected how each of these younger guys could have progressed and how they could have came through in the clutch. And I agree with Leonard Fournette. I think that was a, a fantastic move at the time. And then I think it was a great move bringing him back because he provided um, a upgrade over Ronald Jones. And I think he also kind of bought into the, the way everything was being run. Um, it just, I just felt like you have two talented players in Cameron Brayton and OJ Howard, and they're basically useless right now. Yep. Um, and that, and then I echo that same sentiment with Scotty Miller and Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Like these two, these two guys could have fought for that number, number two, number three spot. Um, obviously, you know, Chris Godwin kind of rose to the top. Uh, so essentially looking at the number three uh, wide receiver spot. Uh, but as, instead, um, because we they had to bring in Antonio Brown, now they're fighting for reps as a four and five. And how often does your four and five receiver get on the field? Especially when you want, you know, Leonard Fournette, if he's being productive in the passing game, you want to keep him out there. And you want to get, I mean, I get having all these weapons, but does there come a time where you have too much? I mean, am I misplaced here that there, there, there may be just too much there and they kind of uh, uh, bulk themselves up too much. And now when one of their key guys went down and then another key guy, as much as we probably, probably pains me to say this was integral to their offense decided to, say sayonara they're now down to mike evans and gronk and they can't really flex the field enough because scotty miller and tyler johnson albeit have skill sets that could do that didn't have enough practice during the game to to kind of be in sync with the offense isn't this the same thing no look you're gonna, you're gonna be hard pressed to find two bigger tom brady fans than you and i especially as you being the big michigan guy that you are like Love Tom Brady. Appreciate everything he did for the team. Um, he did choose to leave, however. He didn't have to. He chose to. So, I am not a Bucks fan, but I did find myself rooting for Brady because there's a lot of history there. Uh, we'll forever be a Patriots fan. Let's clear that up. Um, but this is the same thing that happened in New England before he left. For for a couple of years, he had, he had his guys. He had Chris Hogan. He had Danny Amendola. He had Julian Edelman. He had the guys he wanted in place, guys he got along with, guys that he he go hang out with and, and vacation with for two, three weeks in the off season and just do passing drills and work together. And then when those guys started getting older and obviously not Edelman, he didn't leave when Brady he retired after Brady left, but you know, you had Hogan and you had Amendola and, you know, Gronk who was injured and, and, you know, uh, to the point where the Patriots talk about trading him. And then it was, well, no, if you trade me, I'm just going to retire. I'm not going to play for anybody else. So they got held hostage there with Gronk and Brady again. This is in New England. This is years before. This is years before any of this. This isn't new behavior. And you, I let it go because of his history, but you were always critical of him, and I'm starting to see why, honestly, about not going to OTAs, not not working with the young guys, because exactly it's exactly what happens when a situation like you're discussing occurs, and Tyler Johnson doesn't get those reps because... Tom Brady had to bring another friend in to play. 
And it's like, when it works, it's great. It worked last year. You saw points this year. This is a team that won the championship last year, and they lost to some pretty subpar teams this season. I mean, they, 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 they didn't even show up for that Saints game, and the Saints certainly weren't world beaters. I know they had a lot of injuries, but they weren't. They weren't a legit Super Bowl contender, let's be real. So, this isn't new behavior, and this is a problem that teams that kind of cater to, I just said don't compare Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, but it's kind of the same thing that Green Bay is finding themselves in right now too with Aaron Rodgers. They catered to Aaron Rodgers. They gave Aaron Rodgers everything he wanted. We all know the minute Tom Brady signed on that contract with the Bucks, he was the real coach. We know this. Come on. Not on paper, but let's be realistic. He can, maybe not everything, but there were certain decisions he was going to be able to make that, uh, you know, Mac Jones isn't getting to make for the Patriots because he doesn't have the clout. You know, that um, Joe Burrow isn't going to be making for the Bengals. The whole Burrow keeps playing this way. He might be able to sooner than later. <laughs> um, it, it, it's just, when, when you get too wrapped up, and the Chiefs are going to find this out too, I think. When uh, Tyree Kill wants an exorbitant amount of money and they don't have it in the cap, or another player wants a lot of money that, that Mahomes really wants, and they have to either appease him or let him be unhappy and start letting those cracks form, that's what happens. And for years and years and years, the reason the Patriots had that success was it didn't matter. It was Belichick's way or the highway. That was it. And it's still that way to the point where Brady took the highway all the way south to Tampa. So it's a word of warning to a lot of these franchises that, yeah, you you know, at least for the Bucks, they got their ring out of it in another competitive season. I, for one, am still of the mindset that Tom Brady's retiring. He's done. I, per- I, I really do feel that way. Any other season he's been eliminated, you saw anger in his eyes. You saw he was bothered by it. You saw he was upset. I mean, he would still go out there and shake hands and everything, but you could tell he was just motivated and pissed off. I swear to God, man, when you looked at him shaking hands yesterday afternoon after that game, he looked relieved. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe he takes a month off and then decides to come back. I, for one, very much believe Tom Brady is done playing and he retires. Uh, but that you're 100% right. He should have. The Bucks should have said, you know, okay, you can bring some of these guys in, but we're going to have to think about life after you, too. I mean, you're coming in at 43 years of age. You're not a 25-year-old quarterback who are getting into their prime of his career. So it's all well and good to grab Gronk off the scrap heap after he BS'd his way out of New England and bring him down. He's clearly a shell of himself. He gets a lot of touchdowns because Brady just almost throws exclusively to him and Evans in the end zone, in the red zone. But, like, now Brady retires. Gronk, obviously, can't catch a pass from anybody not named Tom Brady. I don't even think he catches from the, the, the ball machine in practice because it's not named Tom Brady. Uh, will retire. Godwin might be on the way out. You could legit be seeing, like, that could have been the last hurrah for this iteration of the Bucks yesterday, and it did not set themselves up good for the future because they let somebody uh, on a short-term basis dictate how their team is going to be long-term. And I know I'm getting long-winded here, but yeah. we see teams do this time and time again. The Packers are going to find that out. The Bucks are going to find that out. And 
Say what you want about the Patriots. A COVID year that saw a lot of opt-outs and uncertainty at quarterback, and then they're right back in the playoffs looking good. That's how you do it. Arizona Cardinals, look, look, they've had some inconsistency at the end of the years, but they're a classic example, too, of how a couple good personnel moves and some nice free agent signings can turn a team from a joke into a legitimate perennial contender. Cardinals, yeah, they laugh at them all you want this year. Last team to be undefeated, knocked out, whatever. They're not going anywhere. Kyler's only going to get better. That team's only going to get better, unless they do something stupid like fire Cliff Kingsbury, which I don't think they will, but you never know. But stop letting old guys hold you hostage. It's insane. Yeah, I think Seattle's going to look at that uh, same scenario and yeah. uh, see what they're going to do. There's a lot of rumors that, you know, Russ wants out, Seattle wants to move on. You know, it's, it's just a matter of when the investment – in the player on the field uh, is is less than the results. And I think you look at the Bucks situation, it would be in their, be- in their best interest for Tom to retire. Um, minusing the money situation, I don't know what off the top of my head, but I know there's some implications if he, if he moves on. Um, but I don't know if there's any implications if he retires. I think the Bucks just need to handle this correctly going into the future. Um, I, I, if it were me, and I know we, we haven't dug into offseason yet, but if it were me, I would probably move on because you're probably going to see your offensive coordinator get a new job as a head coach and possibly your defensive coordinator and where does that put Bruce Arians? Who knows? He could decide to move on himself because it's not worth the rebuild. And now you're starting from scratch anyway. Uh, Chris Godwin's possibly on his way out. Multiple veterans will just be out of there quickly if Tom goes because that's kind of what's holding this together. They can try for one last hurrah, but realistically – I don't know if they have enough in the tank and some of these teams are coming up behind them that are going to have better teams. And I think the team that we, they just got beat by, um, they might just get better uh, to be honest, Uh, especially if they bring Odell Beckham back, who has been a, um, a pleasant surprise. And then Robert Woods will come back next year. And it's just going to be a Cam Akers will, will get a, a offseason of training instead of injury. Uh, Daryl Henderson. It's, there's a lot there to like about what the team, uh, the Rams, are going to put on the field next year, uh, aside from the fact that they're still in it. It's just a matter of, of managing what your expectations are for your team. And, and if you're the Packers, you're the, the Bucks. And even the Titans, um, and we'll get into last game in a, in a minute. You just, you just need to th- figure out what your team is going to be on the field, and do you really want to invest that much in that particular quarterback? Because this is a quarterback-driven league. It's been a quarterback-driven league for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Um, what did, I heard it today. This will be the first time in 12 years that Aaron Rodgers 
nor Tom Brady will be in the championship game. Yeah. I mean, that's a statement, right? There. Yeah. So, you know, you can invest in the right quarterback and soon enough, it'll be, you know, Patrick Mahomes will be kind of that tagline of, you know, eventually when he doesn't make it to a championship game, it'll be, be you know, first time in six years, first time in 10 years, who knows? The kid's talented and, and he's probably going to be, he's going to be around for quite a few years, but that's the kind of player you want to invest in just making sure that you don't overextend yourself in other positions. And I think as we talked about, I think last year and then even the year before, this is pivotal time for Mahomes to figure out what kind of leader quarterback he's going to be. Cause if he kind of hitches his wagon to player X and player Y, that could be a problem. But mm-hmm. if he can be a little flexible and I can understand, you know, these guys we've been we've been through a lot together, but you know, there's there's gonna come a time you gotta make decision, and it might benefit you to say, Hey, Tyreek, you wanna go get your money, go get your money. Uh I'm I'm gonna let you do your contract. And uh when I'm when you come on the field, well, I'll be there. And if you're not on the field, hats off to you, go get your money because he might it might be beneficial to him to bring in some young talent in this time over the offseason just because you need to infuse that young talent. Let's get into it. You just brought it up the last game of the weekend, and man, I was I was thinking that the, the first three games were so good. And you know, the outcomes were 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 so close that this was going to be the most highly anticipated game, and it was going to be a blowout one way or the other, and it was going to not live up to par. Boy, when Mike happy, I was wrong. Holy cow. What a freaking game. Uh, that last three minutes of game time is as good as any three minutes of game time I've ever seen as a football fan, unless you're a fan of defense, and then, well, turn it off. But the Buffalo Bills, after not punting for 13 quarters, uh, I mean, 14-14 at the half. It was, you know, certainly neither offense has stalled, but it was, you know, pretty pretty generic for those two offenses, at least. And then they really came alive uh, late in the game. The Chiefs ended up winning 42-36 in overtime. I just want to run down the stats for if you these quarterbacks. Josh Allen, 27-37 uh, for 329 yards and four touchdowns. All four of those touchdowns, by the way, to Gabriel Davis who went 8 for 201 and four touchdowns. So, um, Stefan Diggs, that entire, you know, that entire storyline, everybody was hyping up about he stayed in the field last year and he did this and he did that and he's ready and he's at the eye of the tiger. He went three receptions for seven yards. So, we can squash that. Uh, and Mahomes, 33 of 44 for 378 and three touchdowns. Uh, also, 69 yards rushing with a rushing touchdown. So you're talking two of the absolute elite quarterbacks in the NFL just showing everyone, everyone why with a trip to the AFC Championship on the line. Uh, This was a phenomenal game. Um, As a Patriots fan, I wanted both teams to lose somehow. But as a football fan and someone who could watch the game and take myself out of that, this was amazing. This was just two really, really talented football teams. And I know a lot of Buffalo fans – are letting himself really not handling it well. 
Um, all I can say to you is, 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 you know, I mean this sincerely. There's going to be a lot of disappointment. Um, you guys more than likely with Josh Allen playing the way he's playing are going to be a championship contender for years to come. Don't get too down on it. Um, it, it it's, it's, I saw a lot of real negativity, a lot of real, real like ugly negativity toward towards the team and players and everything. And it's, it's fun. It's exciting. I love the NFL, but it's a game at the end of the day. Uh, don't, don't let something that you don't have control over affect your life that much. True. Honestly, that's just from one sports fan to another out there. Anyone listening, the sun still comes up or still spins like it sucks for a bit. And then you get over it and you move on and look forward to next year. So, uh, I mean, how much of this game did you get to see? I know you were working for some of it, but I mean, did you get to see the last couple minutes live? I mean, it was, it was uh, amazing. I didn't get to see it. I was, I was watching on a uh, game cast on uh espn.com so i just kind of like saw you know driving each from driving and i'm like wow this is some wild stuff that i'd like to be watching (laughs) um yeah i I mean i could echo everything you said and you know great performance by a lot of players um obviously defensively both teams didn't show out too much, but let's be real. We didn't expect – there wasn't a high expectation for the Chiefs, uh, albeit they've been playing better on defense, still don't have a high expectation, whereas the Buffalo Bills, there is an expectation of uh, playing some solid defense, and uh, clearly that did not happen. So I would like to get up to the point because this has been – this has been getting – beat around yet again. Uh, and I distinctly remember a uh, certain head coach a few years ago howling and screaming about a certain rule uh, in the overtime period that should be changed. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, has that head coach said anything today? No, yesterday? it's funny. Nor have their fans that were crying okay. on the river. Uh, river. I just want yeah. to make sure. No. You know, because because – and if you don't know, Andy Reid was uh, very boisterous about the fact that he didn't get a uh, a um, a turn at the uh, turn turn with the ball. Um, what was that? Nineteen? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yep. Okay. Um, so he was clamoring about not getting an opportunity, and 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 there needs to be a change because each team should get the ball in overtime at least, because it used to be you know, the first, the first team to score, then they changed it to, well, if you get a touchdown, you win, but if you get a field goal, the other team gets the opportunity. Okay. That's not good enough for him. But now that the, the, the whole narrative leaned in his favor, he didn't say anything. I have a problem with that. As you uh you agree with and we like to espouse every week it's all about consistency yep you 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 andy reed you want to stand there and say we need to change the rules every team should get an opportunity where were you yesterday where were you espousing how they they the buffalo bills should get an opportunity because i can tell you i saw the uh, clip of the press conference with josh allen he didn't say anything like that he said, these are the rules. We know what the rules are. Mm-hmm. And and I, I 
anyone who wants to make some sort of critique or adjustments for overtime, not being sudden death in any way, shape, or form, you want to play out the whole thing, or no. Here's my statement. Score more points or give up less points in regular, regular regulation, and you won't have that problem. It's not my problem that you decided at the end of four quarters to have the same score as the other team. So well, I think they decided that. I think that's what happened. But. Okay. Well, you, you get my point though, Chris, right? Like you, you didn't put, I don't want to say the effort, but you just, you just didn't score enough points to win the game. And you only scored enough to tie. Right. And now you want equal opportunity in overtime to the point now where even if they score a touchdown, I'll, I want an opportunity to score a touchdown. Well, no, when the hell does it end? Because what happens if we get the end of a, a 10 minute fifth quarter or a 15 minute fifth quarter and the score is still tied? Do, do we then go to a sudden death? I'll tell you, I have the answer right now. And you're going to, I can't believe you haven't said it yet. You do exactly what college does. You, you like you, it, the only thing timed is the actual play clock, so you still get the penalties if you take too long and all that. But it's yeah. untimed. All all reviews are are done by the booth. Uh, there's no timeouts because they're untimed downs essentially, with the exception of the play yeah. clock. Uh, and except you don't go from the 25, you kick off. Okay. You kick off. You kick it deep. You march down the field. You score a touchdown. Other team. You kick off to them. They do the same thing. They tie and go to overtime round two. And people could say, oh, well, they're just going to go back and forth, back and forth. Well, if you're going to go back and forth like that, number one, it's going to make for a very exciting finish. Like, we'd be talking right now if that was the case about Kansas City winning 137 to 134, <laughs> like, in 18 overtimes. I think the meme I sent you earlier. Um, I mean, it, it, it's. I think that would solve a lot of the problem. Both teams get the ball. The other team scores a touchdown. Okay, you know you have to score a touchdown. So now you're in four-down territory from the word go. You know what you're dealing with, no problem. It's probably not going to take any longer uh, unless they go to, like, like I said, like four or five overtimes, which in that, in that case, the teams are doing that scoring touchdowns. How exciting would that be? And for a league that goes on ratings and excitement and, and sponsorship dollars and all this stuff, I can't believe they haven't thought of this yet uh, because I 100% agree with you. Stop whining. These are the rules the way they are. If you want a different outcome, play better. You know, like, th- that's just the way it is. And you know it is, so don't whine about it when it happens. I don't like the overtime rules myself, however. And um, don't ever use it as an excuse, you know, if you're, you're going to win or you're going to lose. But I would honestly love to see the NFL go from this ridiculous thing they seem completely unwilling to change for some reason to just, you know, do what college does. Except instead of starting from the 25, you kick off. And if they get a return for a touchdown and you kick off to them and they fumble, the other team fumbles it, well, the game's over. Yeah, if, that's how it works in college. Exactly. If, if you don't you don't match them points-wise or beat yeah. them, the game continues. Or ends. You know, it's it's just, it, it, it to me, it's a simple solution. I don't know why it hasn't been done yet because there's no, there's nothing doing it this way that would cost the NFL profit-wise and teams would prefer it. Nobody wants a tie. And put some put some dumb rule in where like after three overtimes or whatever, if a team's want a tie, they can just take a tie. So if you're in like week seventeen and it doesn't yeah. matter, 
instead of getting your somebody on your team hurt, you can just say, you know what, screw it, we'll take the tie. Okay, whatever, that's fine. But a game like last night, probably would have just kept going and going and going. It would have been super exciting. Nobody would have minded watching another hour or so of that. I know I wouldn't have. And um, I, it needs to be addressed, but I agree with you 100%. It's the rules the way they are. So you know that going in, so don't cry about it. Yeah, and, and my bigger point is just the hypocrisy by Andy Reid and his oh, yeah, totally. yeah. staff that just all of a sudden it's, it's yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay because it worked in your favor. Yeah. Had it not worked in your favor, you'd be barking again. So, oh, if this if this was the same outcome and the Bills had marched down and won, it would have been the injustice is done to the Kansas City Chief by the NFL. So yeah, I hundred percent agree. I, I just you want to clean it up, that's fine. Um, I'm more focused on this is the rule. You knew it going in, and it, and and I kept seeing this tweet um, on um, on TV. Uh, Tory Smith was complaining about the rule. Tory Smith, who, who doesn't play in the NFL anymore, and remembers, yeah, you know, serve. Uh, yeah, he didn't. I don't think he played for the Bills, and I don't think he played for the the Chiefs. So I don't really know where he's coming in this angle. But he he didn't like he doesn't like the rule, and uh, Matthew Judon basically came over the top and said, "You knew the rule going into it. Tough luck." So. There's, there's, there's this, you know, NFL kind of player universe where, you know, some, you know, agree that the rule is the rule uh, as it states. And there's some that just continue to complain about the rule, but yet do something about it. That's all I'm going to say is do something about it. Yeah. Change it. Yep. Now, and they, they, there's reports that they're, they're going to be looking, the competition committee is going to be looking at this. Fine. Go ahead. Look at it. I don't care. I really don't care what the rule is as long as when they're done, I can look at a piece of paper or or article online and say, I could read it and understand it. And then I don't hear any bitching uh, about, well, it's unfair to me. Well, you read the rule and you agreed to it. So what, what is your deal? And this has been going on for years because Andy Reid's been blubbering about it for quite a long time. So I mean, I don't want it to take away from the game that was, but that's kind of what all I heard about this game was how how great Mahomes was, how how great Josh Allen was, and how a travesty has befallen the Buffalo Bills because of the overtime rule. And I, oh, just, I certainly don't think that they could have maybe I don't know played defense with 13 seconds left and Allen Mahomes go over the top twice. That would have been yeah, that would have been well. That been, actually, he didn't. He went up the middle of the seam. He didn't go over the top, but. Um, could have played defense. Yeah, at any point in the final, you know, I don't know, five minutes of game time. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 it's why it's so perplexing to me. It hasn't changed yet because, like I said, there's no, there's no financial benefit to the NFL keeping it the way it is. And I just think if they went to a more college style format, that would lead to so much more excitement to know we're gonna have a decisive winner. Where, you know, yesterday if, if Mahomes drives down. With the, with, the, with the offense, and they score a touchdown, and then kick the extra point, especially with the extra point being a crapshoot these days with some kickers. Uh, kick the extra point, and then Josh Allen has an opportunity to drive down, four-down territory from the go, and you know that. How, how exciting would that be to, to know you're going you're gonna to get that and you're getting a definitive winner? This way nobody can make any excuses. 
I, I don't understand why they haven't changed it. Uh, I would like to see that changed, but I don't feel anybody should bitch about it when they lose because, like you said, you know the score going in, and 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 this is the game you play, and you know the rules. So that was the NFL divisional round, four of the best games I've seen in a long time. A lot of fun. Uh, that leads us to the conference championship weekend this Sunday. It's going to suck, you know. I got used to football on Saturday for a few weeks there, and now they take it away from us. Uh, the I believe the Bengals and Chiefs are the 3 o'clock game, and I think the Niners and Rams are the 6.30 game. Uh, so uh, after last week, uh, I chose Bengals, Packers, Bucks, and Chiefs. So I got the Bengals with the multipliers. I chose them in week one, and the Chiefs correct as well uh, with a multiplier also. Um, and Ben, <laughs> Ben has... The Bengals, Niners, Bucks, and Chiefs, and all four of his teams, because they were repeats from the week before, were on the multipliers. So that's that's tremendous for me. Uh, so I'm liking this new format, Chris. The the score is right now. Oh, and and number one fan of the show, and my mother Tammy did participate this week also. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, she had a bit of a rough week. She she did get the 49ers right. Uh, so good on her for knowing how overrated Aaron Rodgers is. Uh, so she she did get a point, uh, but you are leading me ten to seven, heading into this week. Now, okay. you have both of your teams. No, no, one of your teams in the AFC NFC Championship game, and both teams in the AFC Championship game. If you choose correct, you can pretty much run away with it this weekend. Will be on the multiplier. So, 49ers, Rams. Who you got? Chris, uh, I'm 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 gonna roll the dice. And I'm going to stick with the 49ers. All right. I, too, despite the fact that, um, you know, I need the points, I am going to stick with San Fran as well. Uh, Cincinnati and Kansas City, who you got? Um, This one's a tough one because I I like what the Bengals are doing. I really do. But uh, there's nine sacks and and – you're going to Arrowhead. That offense scares. Um, I, I don't think the Bengals have that offense yet. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I watched the Cincinnati Bengals team, although they played this game in Cincinnati, not Arrowhead, and it wasn't in the playoffs, but I watched a, a Bengals team beat the Chiefs earlier this year when the Chiefs were in the midst of their hot streak. And I think... The Bengals are young enough and confident enough to not know they shouldn't win this game. Um, I'm going Bengals. Bengals 49ers in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, so that'll give me a chance. Even if 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 the Ram, if it ends up being Rams and Bengals, that'll give me a chance to come back and win this thing because you have the multiplier times for four points for each win. And if you get a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl, you have wrapped this thing up. But um, – yeah, that's that's. I'm glad we at least have one difference. That'll be that'll be fun, and um, yeah, I can only hope that this weekend is going to be as good as last weekend, or or yesterday and Saturday because that was some phenomenal games with some really good outcomes. And I didn't feel the officiating had any part in it. I felt the players just played, which was so refreshing to watch. Um, but anything else? Are you good for this episode? I'm all set, Chris. All right. That is going to do it for episode 162. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions on this episode, past episodes, or anything sports-related at all, 
Ben and I'd love to hear from you. And where can they get in touch with us? Well, you can hit us up on Twitter at BCTS Pod, Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports, the website, BCTSPod.com, and Instagram, Ben underscore Chris Talk Sports. And if you have not done so yet, if you go to wherever you download your favorite podcast and leave a rating and a review and subscribe and maybe tell a friend to do the same or, you know, ask because nobody likes to be told what to do. Let's, let's be honest. Don't be bossy. Just be like, hey, you know, it's a podcast you might like. Give it a shot. We'd really appreciate the support. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy. We will see you right back here next Wednesday. Thank you.